0: Seven, almost seven forty-eight on the Crosstalk on WIZM from Washington D.C. Our connection with Normal is Rick Manning, president of Americans for Limited Government. Hey, good morning. I, I trust good. you had a good weekend.
1: Yes. Good morning. And by the way, I think you're my connection with normal, so uh, we'll uh, we'll just
0: keep it that. Right up until next Friday when we talk, and I pile on, because your San Francisco 49ers will be embarrassed by Monday.
1: I'm from L.A. and don't like the San Francisco 49ers. Oh. So well, I'm that okay. works.
0: Okay. I know you were a USC guy, so I just figured you I'm, were...
1: Yeah, Southern California, Northern California. Don't get along.
0: <laughs> All right. Well... All right, then. Never mind. It doesn't matter. Your team's not in, and that's uh, that's I'll, a good I'll thing.
1: I'll be rooting. I will be rooting for the Green Bay Packers to defeat the 49ers, and uh, I will be uh, because and the reason is very simple. I want one old guy in the in the Super
0: Bowl,
1: <laughs> and so I'm so Aaron Rodgers is the guy, even though he's from Northern California.
0: Your designated old guy. That's funny. All right. Well, yeah. I'll settle for that. Uh, where? Let's. We got to start with the. Uh, uh, dealing with an Iranian terrorist and and how Democrats now seem to want uh, future presidents to deal with terrorists by asking their permission first before they do anything. What's the word on on the streets? What are you hearing from people about that attempt from Democrats?
1: It's... I have to tell you, it's... Um, actually getting some some traction uh, because you have people like Mike Lee and, and Rand Paul who are very libertarian and really don't like the idea of the president just having a hit list and going off and killing people. Um, but, you know, the, the fact is Rand Paul did, in fact, um, filibuster, I think 13 hours filibuster when uh, President Obama droned a U.S. citizen And he extracted a letter from Obama saying, oh, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. Um, You know, he did drone 2,400 other people, um, and he literally had a hit list. I personally, I think it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. We've got a guy, we've got a guy, just factually. We have a guy who was responsible for an attack on our embassy less than a week before. And we have somebody who we know is responsible for terrorist activity around the Middle East. We had the thing that people sit there and want congressional approval on, what they forget, is intelligence doesn't last forever. You find out somebody's going to be somewhere, you have to act. And that's what this president did. And quite honestly, if Bill Clinton had done that with Osama bin Laden um, after the USS Cole bombing, we wouldn't have had 9-11. So you know what? Bad guys, I have no problem with bad guys uh, um, having when there's actionable intelligence being used and being used effectively. And and for all those people complaining that we were going to get into a war with Iran and worried, what we saw was Iran essentially uh, beg us not to pound them. And then, then, because they took down one of their own uh, commercial aircraft, um, their own people are now in the streets demanding demanding that the Ayatollah step down. That is unprecedented. And this this event, the weakness that they showed with Soleimani being killed, followed by the taking down of an airliner, is maybe the spark that finally ignites a democracy movement in Iran.
0: I haven't heard much about it, but I I read yesterday and again this morning a little bit about a second Iranian leader who was uh, was uh, targeted but unsuccessfully in this this past same raid that did in fact kill Soleimani. Yeah,
1: there was a um, Iranian leader who was in I think in Yemen and he was uh, running the. Uh, basically, the, the Iranian-led insurgents in uh, in Yemen, and he was in fact targeted, and they missed him, which shows you how hard these things are. Um, something that has been totally unreported is that um, there are there have been a number of operations all over the Middle East where they've been rolling up the Iranian networks. So this wasn't just a, a sim- simple act where they went after Soleimani. Um, they had actionable intelligence on a lot of his network leaders. And it, because it wasn't dramatic in terms of a drone strike, it was uh, ra- it was various uh, raids by sometimes locals and sometimes U.S. Um, but we've done a tremendous amount of damage to the Iranian uh, terrorist network in the Middle East. So it wasn't just the, the head of the snake. We chopped up the snake a little bit as well.
0: Did, uh, did 9-11 happen because of Americans' involvement in the Middle East?
1: No, 9-11 happened because the Iranians decided we were um, evil and, this, and some of the Saudis decided we were evil. And evil happens. Um, they saw us off target. They saw us not being prepared. We had allowed them to get away with USS Cole. We had allowed them to get away with the now essentially they got away with Beirut bombings, and they thought we were weak. And they attacked. And they decided to attack us at the in our financial centers um, as a as a statement of their power versus ours. So that's a you know, 9/11 happened because evil exists in the world and we were a soft target.
0: The fewest unemployed since 2000, despite 24 million more in the labor force. That says an awful lot of good about the economy currently under President Bush, or under President, here I'm thinking about Iran still, uh, under uh, Trump.
1: Yeah, the economy, and the labor economy in particular, is is really spectacular. Um, You know, one of the things that I focus on is the uh, number of people unemployed. And I think I've spoken with you about this before. Um, And I focus on the number of people unemployed for a simple reason. Every single person is unemployed, has a feeling of unease, even if you're voluntarily unemployed and you're moving to another job. And if you file for unemployment insurance, you have a feeling of unease. And the truth is we've got a uh, our, our initial claims on unemployment insurance are very low,
0: um, and
1: while there was a, there was a spike a month ago, it, is, it has calmed down to kind of what's become normal levels. Um, we have only we have fewer people unemployed in this country today than any time since December of 2000. That's 19 years. We've added 21 million people into the workforce in those 19 years. What that effectively means is every single one of those twenty one million people who've been added to the workforce have a job. And it's a it is astonishing. It's an astonishing fact. And it is impossible. It is virtually numerically impossible to do what's being done in terms of the number of people unemployed. And you know, it's and so, you know, is there room to grow? I don't know. I I think there is a little bit. Um, but it's going to require a real focused effort to, for, on people with disabilities. And, and some people are typically left behind in economies because they're harder to, uh, to bring into a workforce. And not that they don't want to. It's just it's a training issue. But, there's a, uh, but yeah, I think there's, there is uh, still flexibility in the economy. And I think we're going to end up seeing um, continued uh, low unemployment rate for at least the next six months.
0: Uh, 7.55 on the Crosstalk on WICM. Is it appropriate to hold off on USMCA until the Senate trial issue is dealt with? Uh, we, we can't do two things at once in D.C., it sounds like. Democrats solely invested in, in uh, besmirching, if not removing, President uh, Trump. In the meantime, legislation waiting to happen right now.
1: Yeah, you know, the USMCA has passed Senate Finance Committee. The problem Mitch McConnell has is that he's got it scheduled for a significant length of time on the floor. And if the Democrats and the House do send over the articles of impeachment along with their managers, he has to drop everything and go directly to that. To impeachment, so his calendar is is kind of in flux. He's not able to to do things that have that are take long term time because you don't want to get in the middle of it and then not get done. It's kind of one of the rules they have in the Senate. So they are um, so yeah. I guess they could bring it up, but he doesn't want to get in the middle of it and have Nancy Pelosi pull the plug by running uh, by putting the. Uh, in, Impeachment thing over to them. Plus, it gives it gives McConnell a lever against Pelosi, who desperately wants the USMCA done now, and uh, she needs an accomplishment. And it's a and by saying, "I'm not doing it until you send the articles over," um, puts pressure on her to send the articles over. So there's a little bit of gamesmanship being played as well.
0: Well, and we hear that uh, that she's preparing to send those articles uh, over to the Senate sometime this week. You think that will happen?
1: I think that they will send them over probably by, on Friday. Um, she laid out a few steps. First of all, she's going to meet with her caucus on, on Tuesday. Um, then they're going to appoint managers, which they should have. They already have. They know who they are. Um, and then they going to vote on the, who the managers are. And then they're going to. Um, and, and at which point they will then send the articles over. So I would bet she drags that all week, and it's a. Uh, and then we end up seeing the actual articles over in the Senate, with the trial beginning on the 21st, the day after Martin Luther King Day, um, and that'll be. And truthfully, I thought it'd be they'd be over on the 6th, so I was wrong. I was wrong in terms of I couldn't imagine Nancy Pelosi to hold on to them. But the big story that some people, some people are talking about, not many, is this really hurts Bernie Sanders in Iowa and New Hampshire. It really hurts Bernie Sanders a lot. He's going to be stuck in the Senate, one of 100, unable to talk, just sitting there chewing his gum. And it's going to be really, really a difficult uh, time for him to be able to get the attention he needs. It'll obviously hurt Elizabeth Warren as well. It's a big boost to Joe Biden. It's a big boost to Buttigieg. And it's a big boost to Michael Bloomberg.
0: Really? Why a, why a boost to them, but not to uh, Warren and Sanders?
1: Iowa and New Hampshire are retail politics. It's not about commercials. Um, and Iowa, and so, and so, the Democrats' worst nightmare is Bernie Sanders wins Iowa and then wins New Hampshire and has all the momentum, at which point they have to throw everything they can against their own nominee, Um, Because if you win Iowa, New Hampshire, it's really, really hard from the historically to be able to defeat that candidate.
0: 7:59 on the Crosstalk on WIZM. Our guest on all things DC is uh, not our only guest, but in this case, uh, president of Americans for Limited Government, Rick Manning. Thanks very much uh, for uh, talking with us this morning, Rick. It's always good to hear from you.